Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast. All right. Well, welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name is Rich Birch. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hopefully you're having a great week as you get ready for uh, this weekend at your church. Uh, today, we've got a great church guest on the phone. We've got jo- uh, Jonathan Manifo from the Village Church uh, in Whitby or just really outside of Whitby, Ontario. Uh, it's so great to have Canadians on the show. I love exposing particularly a lot of our American listeners to uh, Canadians because of this. Um, you know, Canada is, uh, as, as in total country, is less churched than anywhere really in all of America. And so I think as a people living and working in America, like myself, um, you know, we should learn from people in other parts of the world. And Canada is a great place to do that from. Obviously, I'm also biased because I'm Canadian too. Uh, so Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be here. Thanks, Rich. Thanks for having me. Now, Jonathan's a great leader. I think you're going to get a lot out of today's uh, conversation. There's a lot to talk about. We've got this really cool kind of partnership model that he's got going for his church and um, is doing some, you know, some interesting things. But Jonathan, why don't you start by kind of give us a bit of your story. Tell us a bit of your background and why don't you tell us a little bit about the village? Um, sure. Um, I've been uh, pastoring for about 15, 20 years um, in uh, three different locations. Uh, in Ontario, grew up in half in Ontario, half in Quebec, in Montreal. So I have a bit of that background. Um, I'm a musician as well, so part of the church work I've been doing has been a bit of music, but a lot of leadership and teaching and and all that kind of stuff. And then in the last three years or two years and a bit, we've entered into this church planting phase, which um, which is wild and fun, and uh, didn't think I would do it. But boy, you, we just felt like something that God wanted us to do. And so um, in the last few years, the village <clears throat> has come alive and become a church community in North Whitby. And it's been a lot of fun uh, to see that kind of happen. Yeah, a lot of work and a lot of fun. Nice. It's always great to speak with someone that has a little bit of that uh, Quebec accent, you know, a little just softens out the language nice. It's it's great. great. It's very good. It's nice to listen to. It's good. <laughs> Um, That's good. Uh, um, so why don't you tell us, give us kind of a flavor for the village. What is, you know, obviously when you set out and pl- uh, plan a church, uh, you know, you have some unique ideas and you want to try some things differently. What is it that you think the sure. village is doing that's that's kind of unique, particularly to reach people who just don't like to go to church, which there's a lot of those uh, in Whitby. <laughs> uh, there is. I mean, Whitby or the area that we're in, it's called Durham is the region. Mm-hmm. Um there's churches, but it, there's a, a big population that really has no interest in in the traditional church or what the, they think the church looks like. And so we really felt that uh, a different kind of a unique expression needed to be had here and felt God wanted it as well. And so I guess uh, we want to think about people that don't like church, mm-hmm. that wouldn't really step foot into um uh, a traditional church, specifically maybe one even in a church building. And we've heard that from people that have come to the village saying, you know, I, I don't think I would have walked into a church building if you were in a church building, but because <laughs> you're in a public school, already the walls seem down. Hmm. Um, and so those are the kind of people that we want to reach and we feel like are coming and journeying with us. You know, it's been really, really neat to see happen, actually. Yeah. yeah. Now, what, what are you doing... Um, you know, I think a lot of times we're seeing a, a trend um, in churches 
that are trying to reach people who don't normally attend church, where it really is, um, it's less about kind of come and see it. It can be about go and do, like we're going to go and actually participate in, you know, some missional activities or, you know, that that sort of things. Do you guys have that? Is that kind of a part of your flavor at, at the village? I think collectively, we yep. are always trying to see how we can be connected in our community, how we can be serving um, in either needs or even just generally, you know, uh, connecting in people's lives. And uh, uh, so we invite people to do that along with us. We encourage people to do it on their own, mm -hmm. like when they're living in their neighborhoods. Um, so it's not just like, oh, there's this church event that they're doing. No, we want it to be like, you know, this is my neighborhood. This is where I live. Um, how can I express God's love in uh, with my neighbors and my friends and my coworkers and all that? in very practical, normal kind of ways, you know? Nice. Yeah, very, very cool. Now, you did an event called Running for Home. Could, could you tell me about that? What, what's that all about? Sure. Uh, Running for Home started five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, it was, and I hate saying that I started it because <laughs> it's never one person, right. but it was just this dream that, that uh, myself, my wife, a few other people kind of had um, to start a run that would benefit people in their homes, like organizations that help people in their homes. Habitat for Humanity is a great example here in, in our area. And, um, and so we just kind of started it five years ago, had this idea. First year, maybe 41 people ran with us. Not much, but, nice. you know, a good, good little start. Yeah. Second year, about the same. And then the third year, it kind of just exploded and, <laughs> and uh, grew by four or five times. Wow. Um, yeah, so in the last five years now, we've seen over 200 people the last three years come out hmm. um and it's uh it's a way i really feel like the church can connect with the community in um non-threatening um very engaging way mm -hmm. um and you're inviting people to do something that they actually want to do mm -hmm. and then surprisingly it's actually connected to some local churches absolutely um so we encourage local churches to connect with us and, and spread the word but we're also obviously connected to businesses so we had a this year, our best sponsor, uh, uh, one of the, one of Canada's banks, nice. RBC, um, sponsored our event, and that just like elevated what we could do and how much money we could raise. It was cool. a big deal. Yeah, like all our sponsors underwrote all our expenses this year for the huh. first time. So now, how did that conversation go? Because we we do, um, you know, at Liquid, the church I'm I'm a part of, we do a 5K uh, every year, or we've done it the last couple of years, the last few years, I guess, three years, four years. And um, we've tried to kind of tap the the sponsorship thing, but we've had a harder time with that. How did the conversation with the bank go? Because I would think, man, they're pretty conservative on that stuff. You know what? It's never really, you don't just walk into a bank and ask them the question. Um, <laughs> right. You connect with somebody. So it just happened through relationship in mm -hmm. our neighborhood. Yep. A friend of mine is um, a manager, a regional manager. We got talking about, you know, hey, would you would like to be partnership in any way with us? Knowing that we connect with Habitat, mm -hmm. there was this instant, oh, we want to actually connect with Habitat. We're trying to figure out how. Hmm. Well, our run is one way how. And so they um, was a really simple conversation. And then it ended up in quite a nice sponsorship. And not only for us, but they sponsored us about 2,500. Yep. They've actually, since my initial conversation, they've probably given Habitat Durham uh, $20,000, $30,000. Wow. Well, yeah. so that, what a win for you, you know, here you are, you know, I just, I love that. That's a great story of here's, you know, here's a local pastor who's trying to pursue kind of the best for your community, right? So you're, you know, you're working with this bank and you're trying to, you know, obviously get them to help sponsor your event, but then in the end, broker that deal so that, 
you know, the, the habitat can get support. That's amazing. Yeah, that was really a, a neat um, offshoot or a surprise to see that kind of happen. And yeah. I didn't do anything except just say we support Habitat. Here's a person to talk to, and then <laughs> right. and then it just snowballed for them. We yeah. had other great sponsors as well locally. Some really great local businesses that help us out, including like the, the running store, the running room that does all our online registration and mm-hmm. it's good some good stuff. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, we um, just last weekend um, or. A couple weekends ago, when this actually airs, uh, we had our 5K, and it was a great, a great event. We, we do our 5K is for um, clean water, and so you know we try to mobilize people, and it's amazing. The thing I've learned through that over the last couple of years is people will come. Um, and they'll participate because they perceive it as a good thing. They say like, well, that's a good thing. It's a yeah. little bit of like, like in your case, who's going to say like, no, I don't want to support people, you know, in their homes. Like who's, who's going to be against that, right? No, I don't think yeah. people should have a place to live and, you know, have, you know, <laughs> I just don't, I'm not going to say that, right? Um, but what, but we hope, our hope is that as they engage with, with folks from the church and get to know people, uh, that it'll move from being a good thing to being a God thing. And, um, it's been it's been incredible to watch that happen, mm. you know, over the last you know last couple of years. Now, you guys do some other events, like you know, you do I think movies and some other you know things. How how is that you know kind of what's that look like for you as you try to engage your community uh, as you're planting uh, your church? Yeah, I mean, we feel we just want to be present in yep. our in our neighborhoods, and um, so. As a church community, we, two things we do right on the property of our school. Mm-hmm. One is uh, we call it a Halloween pit stop. Really simple. Not, it's not rocket science. It's not like uh, you know the best idea in the world. But but you know what? It's so simple. We just give people um, free coffee and hot chocolate on Halloween. Oh, nice. And uh, we did this before we launched. Yeah. And we did it the last this past year as well. Um, and you're just connecting with people, serving them. They are so thankful that they have a hot cup of coffee on a cold <laughs> Canadian fall night. You know, like yeah, last year, absolutely. it was pour- It was raining and people are still out walking with their kids and they can't believe that we're out on a windy night in the rain giving them, <laughs> you know, hot chocolate and, and, and Starbucks coffee, right? Nice. Oh, it's, so, you're, you're um, not giving them Timmy's? You're not giving them Tim Hortons coffee? Starbucks? No, I... Yeah, and now they sold out to be, to Burger King, so that's it. Or, you know. <laughs> that's even worse. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Well, and the local Starbucks is very like they're generous. When you connect yes. with with them, uh, with their managers, um, it's just great, great community connection. So we have some good good uh, relationships with them. Absolutely, yeah. that's a great tip for folks. We found the same with our. You know, here we are in New Jersey. You're in Ontario. We found the same thing with our local Starbucks as well. If you get to know the manager. Um, we had uh, we're talking about the 5K. We Starbucks provided all the coffee um, for free Same thing. for our um, you know for all our volunteers at that event, which was amazing. So and they just showed up with you know here's a big thing of coffee and all that stuff and and didn't make a big yeah. fanfare about it. It was just like sure yeah we'll we'll provide that. I think we actually we had to go pick it up, but that outside of that, so yeah, that's a good tip for people that are listening. You, you got to be nice to the manager, get to know them because yeah. <laughs> um, they get a lot of those requests. But um, yeah. you know, that's a great great opportunity for sure. Um, fantastic! I love Halloween too because for it's, us, it's... they actually came to us. Oh, nice! Sorry, no, no, that's sorry, fine. Sorry, no, no, that's great. <laughs> yeah, Halloween's just one of those great uh, time of years too because people are out walking around the neighborhood, right? Like they're out already, and mm-hmm. particularly as you're trying to articulate, we're trying to be a community church. There's probably there's not a lot of other better days when the community's actually out and about, um, walking around, which is fantastic. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Now, I'd love to hear a little bit about your, um, you know, you've kind of have 
um, you know, this unique structure, how you've kind of partnership with, partnered with a couple different, um, you know, movements, uh, you know, to kind of provide some, you know, you know, covering and, you know, support for you. Talk us through a little bit about that. How does that work? Well, me, myself personally, I really felt it was important to be connected to a local church body mm-hmm. uh, close to where we were planting. Mm-hmm. It just it just meant for us that um, we're not in this alone, mm-hmm. that we're not just going into some community and, and starting a church um, and feel like we're not connected to anybody. Um, I live in Whitby, so it's not like I moved into Whitby to plant this church. This was kind of a reversal of the Great Commission. Uh, Instead of (laughs) go and make disciples, we felt God saying, you need to stay and make disciples. Oh, very cool. So so, uh, they're called BBC Brooklyn Village Church. They... um, their hearts are generous. They've been wanting to plant another church from themselves for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, this opportunity came where they could partner, but a lot of the heavy load would come from the BIC, the Brethren in Christ in Canada. Mm-hmm. So we, we were able together to say, hey, let's let's do this together. Let's see if we can kind of use each other's strengths and um, see what everyone can contribute. And so our parent church is a Pentecostal church mm-hmm. in North Whitby or Brooklyn, we'll call it. Um, But our denomination is the Brethren in Christ in Canada, and it's been great to connect with them. I feel really aligned with who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, But to have a relationship with the Pentecostal Church is really unique to have those two things kind of happen. Absolutely. And uh, the other side of the partnership is just recently the Alliance Churches. um, I've had some relationship with them over the years. (laughs) And so they kind of said, well, we'd love to do something in Whitby, but you're already doing something new in the same pocket. So why don't we just support you? And let's try this uh, non-denominational support. And uh, of course, I don't want to say no to that. So there's uh, no strings attached from them. Uh, Basically, they help us as much as our mother church helps us, or our parent church, Hmm. uh, with no strings, just relationship that we can help each other and maybe be, uh, we can mentor one of their future church planters, hmm. something like that in the future, you know? So yeah, that's amazing. That's pretty cool. Uh, you know, I, that thing, I think in a kind of post-Christian culture, uh, you know, a lot of times you say like a non-denominational church, um, you know, will help reach people because it, you know, doesn't have any baggage. The thing I love about what you're doing is you're, you're kind of like multi-denominational. It's like, you know, some people have said like, oh, let's get rid of, you know, stop, you know, being connected to denominations. You've kind of went in the opposite direction saying, hey, I'll connect with lots of them, you know, which is yeah. uh, fantastic. That's, that's, uh, that's fascinating to me for sure. Um, no, that's great. Um, you know, is there anything else you'd love to share with our listeners before we jump into the lightning round? Um, well, even the whole, you know, relationship with, with different denominations, I think it comes out of, uh, it comes out of relationship, not just out of, oh, we want their money or we want their name connected. It's more the fact that over a bunch of years, you kind of connect with people and do ministry together and care about your city together. Mm -hmm. And so out of that, kind of these relationships form Mm -hmm. rather than this kind of business transaction. I think it comes out of friendship and, uh, you know, a connected cause to, uh, what we want to do together for the kingdom. And I think that's something that I just wanted to get out. I think it's key. Um, it's not all business. It's really, it really is friendship and partnership, you know? This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Let's jump into the lightning round, that part of the show where we ask similar questions of everybody who uh, who's on the show. Today, super excited to have 
uh, Jonathan Manifo from the Village Church in Whitby, Ontario, Canada. Uh, great church leader, doing some really great things. You really should check him out. Check out his blog. Make sure you uh, check out their their website. We'll get all those addresses here um, at the end. But you know, Jonathan, what's like an online resource that you're using these days that's you know helping you in your your ministry? Wow, I mean, the most general one for me is Evernote. That's mm-hmm. just simple. It's uh, it's not spiritual right. <laughs> in no, any no, way. That's great. But boy, it helps me. Uh, um, especially, I'm, I'm the only one. I'm the I'm the main teacher in my church community, right? Yep. And to be able to kind of just uh, have all these different thoughts, and so you you know a series is coming up that you have to do, even though you're teaching one at the present time. So a scripture comes, or an illustration comes. You watch a movie, all that stuff. I mean, it's probably uh, one of the best gifts um, that we have. And and I say online because obviously we can use it from any source that we have, right? On our iPods or our computers or our phones or whatever. So that's been a huge uh, help for me, you know. Absolutely. I like jotting things down, but to know that it's there, themed, subject tagged is uh, is a great thing, yeah. Fantastic, yeah, Evernote, you gotta check it out. Um, you know, it's been mentioned more than once on uh, the podcast for sure. Um, what's a, what's sure. a book that you've read uh, in the last six months that's kind of shaping your thinking about, uh, about ministry? Man, it, it's tough to, to nail down one, I mean, I mentioned in the question and answer that you had sent um, just Erwin McManus's last book, mm-hmm. and that's not really a leadership book per se, yeah. but because I'm, I think I'm an artist and I hope I'm somewhat creative, that was, um, that was kind of a neat way to, to think about how we view people um, and uh, how we want to really encourage people in, in, in their giftings, but really who they can become in God, you know? Mm-hmm. And I've always loved... It's, it's not my life verse, as people have life verses, but Ephesians 2.10. Mm. And I feel like the whole idea of us being God's workmanship or his piece of art, um, just I saw it through the local church lens, you know? Mm. And so that was, that was helpful. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's one book. But, uh, but I mean, I've been always reading a lot of N.T. Wright and Eugene Peterson, and those people shaped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in the way I think, uh, in the way I teach, I, nice. I would say. Yeah. Very cool. Well, what are some other ministries that are, you know, influencing you these days? You're kind of looking, uh, looking to them, you know, kind of learning from them. I've been trying to look at, at um, other church planters to see mm-hmm. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a, a church in Nashville, I think Church of the City, mm-hmm. just been kind of, they started at the same time as us, totally different, different backing in a different neighborhood, um, growing at a totally different pace. Mm-hmm. But I still feel I can learn from, uh, you know, a group like them. And then there's smaller church communities uh, that I've tr- that I've journeyed with over the years, like the last five years or so. Uh, there's a church plant in um, in Montreal called the West Side Gathering. Mm-hmm. Sounds biased because he's my twin brother that yeah. leads it, but <laughs> but it's I mean what they've done in Montreal, and we talk about Canada being unreached and not Christian. Mm-hmm. Quebec is just the epitome of that. Yes, and to see a church community like that grow and and be influential and talk about community work and effort. Uh, so stuff like that, I think I just kind of look at the people that are doing things right down on the ground mm-hmm. and, and just try and learn and kind of compare notes, right? That's, that, that's uh, I think, the best way that I learn and where I can get stuff from, for sure. Absolutely. Um, is there a, if you could pick any leader alive or maybe two uh, leaders alive that you could get 15 minutes with, uh, that you could sit down, ask them any questions, um, who would you want to sit down with and why? It's good. I I, um, I feel bad 
going to this, you know, Bill Hybels route only because so many people have, have mentioned him probably over the years. But I just think uh, uh, in my earlier part of ministry, I don't read as much of his stuff now. Mm-hmm. But there was a certain time that I read everything he wrote, you know, yep. and um, I think just getting the passion from him. And it's not even about methodology or structure mm-hmm. or what he does that I can do. It's more the the passion and the fuel that's kind of been this long lasting. I mean, who's been out there for thirty, forty years, right? And and hasn't stopped, uh, you know, and just continually has this passion to see people connect with God. So I think um, definitely with him. And then on a totally opposite end would probably be Eugene Peterson because mm. I feel like um, he, he understands the local church in a totally different way. Mm-hmm. There's not this church growth mentality behind him, right. but more a sense of like understanding really from, from Scripture and, and the words of Jesus who we're supposed to be. Mm. And so I, I, I kind of think uh, I'd love 10 minutes with him um, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. Both, uh, both obviously wildly influential in, you know, in the church world. And, and we, you know, we owe a lot to those guys for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I know being a church planner is a ton of work. I know it's a, you know, it consumes a lot of uh, life, but when you're not doing that and you just want to kind of kick back, enjoy life, you know, take some, some personal time, uh, where do you like to, what do you like to do for fun? Um, I love, I love to golf. Uh, I find cheap courses to do that, of course. <laughs> Um, isn't it, so, isn't it free on Mondays for pastors? Isn't that true? You There's know what? Time. There is, there is a course not too far from me that, uh, I'll, I try and get there twice a month. Nice. So very thankful for those folks. <laughs> um, and it's a hundred dollar course that you play for oh, free. Wow. So nice. it's a great deal. But I mean, I love to run. I love to bike. I obviously love hanging out with my family and our mm-hmm. kids and my wife. They're just amazing. So anytime we spend free time together is good. And I'm a musician that yeah, I do it for a living, and it's in it's part of my church ministry as well. But I also do that on the side and mm-hmm. play with other musicians and and love to write, and so that's kind of a neat outlet for me um, as well. Yeah, very cool. Well, Jonathan, I I really appreciate you being on the show today and taking time out um, to be with us. If people want to you know get in touch with you or or the village, how can they do that? What's the best way for them to be in touch? Um, yeah, a couple of things. The village website is thevillagewhitby.ca. Mm-hmm. Um, my blog is jonathanmanifold.com. I also write a, a wrap-up blog every Monday about our talks, and that's called blankchurch.ca. Nice. And so those are a few ways that they can get in touch, and then my email's there as well and, and all that. So Very cool. Well, thanks so much. Have a great weekend, and thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, Rich. Great to chat. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.